Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to show number 33 of The Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. My name is Jimmy Palumbo, and I am the host of The Jimmy Palumbo Show. Once again, saying my name as much as I can at the top of the show, so when my mother hears it, she knows that she is listening to The Jimmy Palumbo Show. Show number 33. Now, as you well know, we like to give names to our numbers of the show, and this one is a no-brainer for me. Um, clearly, I, like I said, the first thing I think of is Doc Medich, a pitcher from the Yankees in the 70s. I just made my brother laugh, as I do every week with that. Um, I could have went with Eddie Murray, Melito Perez, Nick Swisher. I could have went with David Wells, Frank Robinson. I could have went with Larry Bird, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I would never go with Larry Bird because I hated the Celtics, even though I like Bird now. Also, he's, like, he's way too good. He's way too good. It wouldn't be fun. I could do Pippen because he's a bum. Um, I could do Earl the Pearl Monroe. I could do that. Um, I could also do, I thought of a guy, even though he plays for the hated Cowboys. My generation, like the best running back in the league, Probably not statistically to me was Tony Dorsett. He was just so fast, so good. The Cowboys were good. I remember a couple of games where the, the Giants almost got to uh, to Staubach, and then Staubach just lifted this screen pass, and the entire offensive line was in front of Tony Dorsett. We're in the upper decks. We could see it was like Dorsett's got the ball, and four all, pro, all pros were ahead of him. And it's like, you know, Spider Lockhart was the only guy left back. And I remember he got like 30 yards, but he should have been gone. Um, he was just such an effective player. Even though I hated him, I always loved him in a weird way because I thought he was a good back. But I have to go with the main guy, really, in New York, number 33, from Georgetown, center Patrick Ewing. You have to go with Ewing. I... I can't believe now, as time goes by, the Knicks have stunk since they got rid of him. But I'm blown away. A couple things about Patrick Ewing. Number one, 17 years in the NBA, 21 points per game. Now, I know that nowadays 21 points per game is like, you know, everybody does that. But, you know, 15 years in New York, you know, 22.8 points a game. I mean, that's unbelievable. 75% free throw line. Who does that? 10 rebounds a game. Um, you know, another thing about Ewing was so great. The, the only thing he didn't do was win a championship. but And that's because the Knicks, uh, I think uh, me, you, and Dave one year were the uh, started with him. There's another big reason why Patrick Ewing never won. Uh, this, well, there's a, I, mean, I, didn't get, I didn't get there yet. Well, two reasons. Number one, he played the same time as Michael Jordan, and the Bulls were just better, and Jordan was better. And we finally made the finals when Jordan was, uh, you know, gambling uh, his way to uh, playing baseball. Um the Houston Rockets, and we happened to play a team that had like four Hall of Famers on it, including uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. But another thing about Ewing, again, if I'm dating myself in terms of the NBA, the entire time with the net, well, from 88 to 96, okay, Patrick Ewing played between 76 and 82 games a year. Like, he played every night. Not like anywhere, you know, these guys take off. Every, and, and he also played, again, I'm not a stat guy, but... 36 minutes per game. So it wasn't like you know, there's 48 total. He played, he sat out 12 minutes a game, which is really. For a seven-footer, that's it's amazing. pretty amazing. Uh, you know, and he was always sweating four seconds into the game. But Ewing was a gamer. He was good at the free throw shot, uh, free throw uh, line. He ended up uh, uh, developing an outside shot, which I think hurt his game when he got older. He relied on it too much. But Patrick Ewing is a great player, one of the top NBA players of all time, one of the top college basketball players of all time. 
and now he's uh, he's coaching over at Georgetown, and uh, I wish him well. So show number thirty three, Patrick Ewing show. Now who do you got, Chris? Bob All right, players? well I'm gonna. I have a couple things about this. All right, last week you skipped me. I I, was, I did. I, I was. Did. Now that's your fault. I know, but. The way things were going last week, I was about to say something, and I just looked up at you, and I was like, you know what? I'd rather wait and complain next week about okay. it. So I was setting I myself to it. up. I, 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 it's a public apology um, to Chris Gucci behind the glass. I'm going to give one excuse, though. We were doing a Zoom thing. I was it was LA, very different, and that's and I, why that's why I, I gave you the someone else's pass. computer, uh, my buddy Mark DiCarlo and Yenny's computer. And so it was just a little off. And uh, the show and, was good, but... And, Last week, it was a later recording than usual, so I had other things that I had to do Correct. as far as the editing goes. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to start tell you what, this fire. Fairness, I will take 60% responsibility. All right. That's all I'm really that's asking for. I'm not going to go 50-50. Yeah, that's, that's, fine. Not that's fine. That's fine. Because like, I could have said something, and I just chose Correct. not to. Or you forgot to even look up any number No, I, I actually had one. Who was your guy? And you know, it, it was going to be I? different. I'm going to do last week's show number. Just for you, I was I was gonna do something a little bit different, and the reason why I was a little like normally I would be like I don't give a shit, but I'm gonna pay homage to a Colonia guy. I wore 32, right? So that was Uh, my number. It's the Chris Gucci show. Bring that up. You wore number 32. Well, I'm I'm using it now, and I don't know if you actually know the guy, but he was my football coach, and it's not the reason why I wore 32, but because I wore 32, he took a liking to me. And Patsy Barbado? No, Warren Bennett. This is oh, Pop yeah, Warren. Yeah, you know yeah. Warren, know right? Warren the Bennett, friends sure. of the Beans. So shout out to Warren Bennett. He's he's a frequent listener, but not all the time. But I do okay. know he listens to the show. And um, so I know, Warren, to, I know Warren. I know Warren. Mr. Warren Bennett. When I lived around um, here. And the Undertakers and the Junior Pee Wee Pop Warner. I would say circa eighty nine. So that is uh, uh, that is a delayed number thirty two out of Chris Gucci, um, Warren Bennett, and your own number and my own number. And I also. Wanted to say, um, Patrick Ewing definitely doesn't fit the description as far as what we're supposed to be doing on yes, this but, show. Uh, we we made we made certain you exceptions. Made exceptions. Okay, we made the, uh, the Rogers uh, exception, and um, I did it once before with me. I went with someone else that was. A That's star. fair. So sometimes, but I you know, have to lead with that. You can't just say Patrick Ewing. You have to be like, all right, I'm going to preface this by saying that I know see, I'm breaking see, my own rule. See, this is this is why. Someone asked me, Jimmy, why don't you just record your podcast at home by yourself and just send them the file. And I say, well, I don't do this. Now I get to catch shit. Now we're actually editing the individual segments again. Yes, normally my fans know that I usually... First of all, I did lead off with Doc Medich. Yeah, which, know which would have been the perfect guy. You should have ended with him. No, And no. you could have led off with Patrick but, Ewing and give the whole spiel. And then be like, but because we don't do that here, this is the but because Dick I know Medich, the Doc, gonna, Dick? Doc, the, Doc Medich. Okay. Um, and because the Knicks are going to be so much better than everybody, anybody thinks this year, I decided to go with an old throwback player who's one of the best of all time, Patrick Ewing. Okay. Only because the Knicks have sucked for the last 30 years. Now I'm so who's your 30? Go on to my guy. I'm very surprised that you did not say this guy. And as you were listing your old Yankees, you even named the Yankee from a very similar era that he Nick played. Nick Swisher? In. No, no, no. Ken Griffey Sr. Oh, yeah, but he hated the Yankees. I don't care. And that's why Ken Griffey Jr. didn't play for the Yankees, because Griffey Sr. hated the Yankees. It's still, he wore number 33 for the Yankees, and we're doing things like that for the show. I feel like Ken Griffey is a... I could have gone. I could have gone with Ken Griffey. But when... when, Put it this way. I'm going to take a quick poll here. If, by the love of God, I get to show number 56, what player do you think I'm going to go with? We already know. Okay, so this is of that level. Ewing is up there for me. Show number 42, we can guess. Um, so we have easy guesses that are going to be players that are Hall of Famers that deserve me. 
But I could, I, you know, I saw I saw Ken Griffey Senior too, um, and I was I was just shocked that you didn't actually put him in the list. Not that you were going to choose him, but you know, but, I'm even looking at my notes to see if I actually scribbled his name somewhere. But I did not. I did. I saw it. I, I had a reliable it. backup in case you did, because I know you don't ever pick Packers. But even even my guy so that I was pick, pick shitty Packers though. So who's your show number thirty three? It's going to be Ken Griffey Senior. But in case you spoke his name earlier, I was going to say Aaron Jones, even though he's current. I was okay. just stuck. So Aaron Jones, and what position does he play? He's the current running back. Okay, for the Packers. Well, I um. Those of you, now, I thought running backs went extinct in the NFL. What year was that? Nineteen ninety-seven, or is it a little later than that? Probably like two thousand. Because I heard they're, they're thinking about getting rid of it. The, they're not going to call it running back anymore. They're going to call it the guy that occasionally hangs out near the quarterback, <laughs> or on the now for the Packers, the running back. His job should be he's he's really a blitz picker upper because he has no purpose on the Packers. Give the ball to Rodgers and they win games. That's how it works. So you're going to go with Aaron Jones slash Ken. You can go with two. Ken Griffey Jr., Aaron Jones. Ken I appreciate Griffey Senior, that. Senior. And my apologies for not. I wonder if anybody noticed that. I didn't get any. Usually I get a text saying, you forgot to mention Chris Gucci behind the glass. So that's it. Show number 33, Patrick Ewing, Aaron Jones, and Ken Griffey Sr. Now, as you well know, when I open up the show, uh, we like to chat about little sports over the weekend. I got to talk about my Giants. They won. They're 2-5. and five. Um uh, the game was 5-3, like, <laughs> till about three minutes to go. I kept on looking at the score 5-3, to three, and I'm like, how bad is this? Like, it was a bad game. Um, I thought Jones, though, he showed me, listen, he was catching the balls, made a great play. He looked tough. Um, I I, uh, I don't know how good it is. You know, all the wide receivers are hurt. I think five of the seven are hurt. I got to give him credit. I thought Jones was a... Was a, was a was a I don't know I don't want to say stud but like he was the man he was in charge of the giant offense even though they had five points for the most of the game and you felt like the Giants had scored one more time they were going to win and Jones wasn't going to blow the game that's how I felt anyway and once they took Darnold out of the game I knew the other so where do you rank in terms of Tan intangibles that you need, or just skills in general. I, I shouldn't say intangibles. No, where I, would you rank? I think he's high in intangibles. Where would you rank the toughness on a scale of what's important? I feel like toughness for a quarterback should be a given. I understand giving the credit when when it's well, shown. I think when you're on a bad team and and you're taking hits and you're coming back up and how you you're able to take hits and still complete some nice passes. Um, I no, not not necessarily no. Yeah, I mean, I guess I get what you're saying. Toughness is maybe the wrong word. Isn't toughness is the wrong word? I think poise, the kid, poise under pressure. He showed a little, a little. He showed a little. Um, what the Yankees don't have, he showed that, um, and what the Giants haven't had in what they didn't have at all during the Ram game, what they didn't have at all during the. Uh, it looks to game. me like he has self belief. Correct. He in his mind, he thinks. He's going to be as good as, like, Aaron Rodgers. We know he's not, but he thinks that. I thought he had a decent game. Uh, then I started looking at the schedule. You know, uh, listen, the Giants actually, as bad as I think they are, when you look at the schedule, I think the Giants can finish 9-8 and eight and still be lousy, and here's why. I think the Giants can beat the Chiefs this week. The Chiefs are all over the place. They're a mess. Mahomes is banged up, probably not going to practice. So normally it was an unwinnable game, but who knows? I have them, uh, the Raiders. I still think the Raiders losing their head coach. I know it kind of hasn't worked out yet, but 
that that's got to bite someone in the ass at cer- a certain point in time. And the news story is still coming out every day about that. So I think the Raiders game is winnable. Then you got the Bucks. That's a loss. They will not win that game. Then you play the Eagles and the Dolphins. That was totally winnable. They both stink. I think the Chargers, they're going to lose to. Um, I think they're going to lose to the Cowboys, for sure. Cowboys are better. And then I think they're going to finish with the Eagles, Bears, and Skin, and uh, Washington football team, and they all stink. So if you, if you, in other words, 8-9 and nine and 9-8 nine and eight is possible, and the Giants are still either, A, not going to make the playoffs, and still, I'm going to say they stink. I'm going to say the reason why it's not possible is because of the games that you mentioned. Now, there's always the chance that they could win one of, of the course, games of as course. far as the ones that they shouldn't win. The Cowboys, I think, is the most winnable because of the division. You think the Cowboys are more, well Out of the four games that you mentioned, as they're not going to so beat the Bucks, They're, they're, they're not, not going to beat the Chargers. Them. They're not going to beat the Bucks. Um, there was... They're definitely not going to beat the Chiefs either. I hate to break that to you. So you, you, so you, so I have them losing three more: Bucks, Cowboys, Chargers. You think it's Bucks, Cowboys, Chargers, and the Chiefs, which would put them at eight and nine. Well, what I'm saying is, but you don't have some of the other wins either. Exactly. Okay. What, that, like in a perfect world, yeah, the Giants could win all those games because of the competition. But guess what? They're still the Giants too. So they Correct. play lousy as well. But everything but, has to go right. But in there's those some games. bad teams here. Of the course. Eagles stink. We it's, play them it's twice. It's part of the reason why I think down the stretch. Uh, Dallas is going to have a, a, a high seed because their their schedule is easy from here on out is is completely. But the cupcake. Dolphins, Dolphins aren't good, they're just not. Um, the Washington Bears and the Eagles, they're just not good. So put it this way, the Giants should minimum win another three more, three or four more games. So you're saying like seven and ten is certainly a possibility, a two and five. Yeah. Yeah, right. worst case scenario is that they I, win I, eight I, games. I think the big springboard would be um, if they somehow were to beat the Chiefs, a beaten-up Chief team, and you see we go, I'm, listen, first of all, let me be clear about this. We're talking very hypothetically, but it's a shame that the, if the Giants were you know, heading into, instead of being one, uh, two and, one and five, if they were two and four, we, you know, a, a playoff playoffs would be in the mix. Yeah, but at one and they, five, no, but they put far. themselves in a position now where they're too I, I injured. Don't, I don't know how. I don't know how the fan base is feeling about Joe Judge, but I would imagine that a no playoff season, which is uh, likely gonna, headed listen, that way. I, listen, I don't know why I went on the tangent about the Giants the, even winning. The, the Giant fans are going to want Joe the Judge bottom gone. Line is, if I, he goes eight and nine, he ain't going nowhere. Okay. But here's another thing, and you you guys are so invested in the NFL, so this is for the over over forty five crowd. Okay, uh, you guys don't realize the NFL game, bro. It stinks. It stinks. You, you, th- th- this league was so paranoid over concussions, so paranoid. They eliminated defense from the game. It's flag football now. The games itself. I, I have. Agree. I made a list. I have. Uh, I, you know, everybody knows. I say stinks. I have nineteen of the teams stinking, and they do. They stink. And then you have. I have maybe three or four teams. No greats. Maybe the Buccaneers, I'll put great. Arizona, it will maybe be great. They win another four in a row. The, 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 the games itself, bro, you don't realize they stink. Well, you watch at home, you're like, it's so easy. It's so easy to start watching the Discovery Channel, uh, some dinosaur. The games are uh, either, they're exciting, again, because kickers can kick 60-yard field goals. There's just, there's flags and penalties and sloppy play there's there's uh, offsides. There's the clock management is awful. Um, I just think 
the game, uh, the, the games overall, they, they stink. I think beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I don't think the game stink. I think that the way the NFL kind of geared t- things now where there is no good defenses, you always talk to me about the, Pack- the Packers defense stinks. I'm well, like, pa- yeah. The Redskins they're ranked- went up and down the field on the Packers. They scored 10 points. I, I know, but they were inside the 30 but They scored. They, but the point is they scored matter. 10 points. You're going to play another team with a good offense and, 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 Jimmy, and get smoked. And Jimmy, I hate to break it to you, but the Packers are fifth in the league in yards allowed. Right, okay. so you you say up and down the field. I'm saying that based but on based on the they scale, weren't, they weren't fifth in the league on on Sunday. Based on the scale, yes, they were. I mean, like after the game, they they went into the game fifth. They're still fifth, so it's not like they did anything to hurt their cause. You, you, so you think the Packers defense played well on Sunday? I think the Packers defense did play well. They they got no, they I had think four the, takeaways. I think, I think Washington didn't uh, offense. I think that uh, there's, a shred, there's a shred. Of, the there's a shred of that. Of course, they, if they just would have kicked. And the field to your goal to your time. point about player safety and how they're shifting gears towards no defense, the guy dove for the goal line, and, it, and they called it. him down because he gave himself up. I think that's a shit rule, but it's, rules it's, are rules. They, they line up five wide receivers. The game stinks. Uh, now listen, the young kid, listen. You're invested in it. You own Chop Sports Network. You're into it, fantasy, all this crap. I'm telling you, I was heavily the invested. Fan, the average fan sitting at home. Uh, how about the celebration on interceptions? Not for a touchdown. So the team drives down to your 30. You pick off a pass at your own 10 after getting smoked for 60 yards. And you run all the way downfield with your, your team and celebrate it. What is that? Score a touch, pick six, then dance in the end zone. I don't mind that. But yeah, I, I, I could see what Now, the from. celebrating thing's been going on for years. So everybody just, needs to just get off Jimmy's lawn. It's a no-fun league. The league stinks. Uh, we could talk about the. We'll get off the NFL. Giants stink. Oh, uh, briefly, the Jets. Wow, the Jets, man. To be a Jet fan is um, the Jets. I, I don't even see hope there. I, I guess the quarterback's young yet, but uh, the Jets stink. What a terrible to lose. I think the Patriots stink, and they just got smoked. Usually, the Jets hang around with it. This was awful. Giving up over fifty points for the first time in the NFL team. Horrible. Um, the Jets are a mess. I got nothing else to say. Uh, we could talk about my Knickerbocker basketball. The Knicks started out 2-0. I was loving life. And then last night was a classic NBA game. Orlando didn't want to get bitch slapped. And they came to play. And the Knicks just, you know, I knew right away when every Nick was scoring on three-pointers every five seconds. And I'm like, the Knicks aren't that good from three. And they couldn't hit anything yesterday. And they got smoked. So they lost. They're two and one. It's still exciting. I'm actually watching MSG instead of the NFL, which had another lousy game on. But I do got to mention, if anybody watched the game Sunday, we I did talk about this on the live show today. The amount of rainfall during that game was was hitting the microphones, and I was washing dishes actually when the game was on for a little bit, and you actually heard like 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 your own apartment was leaking. I was like, I've never. I have. I got to Google this. If anybody else out there found it as funny as I did, it was raining so hard or so consistent that you heard the rain on the audio. Honestly, there's, I would rather listen to anything other than Chris Collinsworth's voice. So right. I don't, I, I lower the volume. Well, so I didn't why, even hear it. That's why tonight, because the NFL stinks so bad, they have the, the Manning Brothers, the ESPN2 show, is way better than the game itself. Oh, they're back this week, too. I know. So I don't, And nobody cares about the game tonight. It's a stupid game. Two shitty teams. The, uh, the, Seahawks Saints, and the Saints. Seahawks and the Saints. Both teams stinks. Both they're both past their prime. Both stink. 
Go listen to the Mannings on ESPN2 and uh, have fun with that. And by by go listen to the Mannings on ESPN2, he means like next Monday because this Monday um, it's already going to be over. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. Because uh, we're... See, this is why, you know, it's good. To, you know, it's funny. You produce my show. <laughs> Am I the only produced show here? Jimmy Plumbo show is fully produced by Chris Gucci. Yeah. You produce the show yeah. by telling me things like that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be wonderful if all the shows were produced? Oh, my goodness. Wouldn't it be bro. great? Wouldn't it be great? See? You At make, least all the shows in studio. I would say uh, 55% of the time you make my show better. There is that 45% where I think you sometimes kill the show and kill momentum. Talking but, about taking polls, I think you could take a poll on that. I, I uh, think that uh, I'm a little above yeah, the 55 yeah, well, 50, percentile. Okay, maybe 60. But that's Chris Gucci, my my favorite producer I've ever had for a podcast. Um, I do got to uh, briefly mention, I got mentioned the Knicks. You can't lose a game like that. But that's who the Knicks are. They're not that good. But I, I'm just enjoying that they're playing competitive basketball. Um, did you catch any of the Illinois-Penn State game? I did not. Unfortunately, I had to watch the UFC because I have to do an MMA show after right. this. You were so working. I had to be I get it. I, listen, I was working. The yeah. bottom line is um, uh, <laughs> it was there were nine overtimes. And the cool thing about the overtimes, I actually liked it. They after the first two regular overtimes where you gotta match it or, you know, score over them, they go from the three yard line, two point conversions. And either both teams are so bad, a lot of times they didn't match. They didn't both didn't score. But to me, at home Penn State, 105,000 people to lose to a below-average Illinois team. That's a bad loss for them. And they had plenty of times to win this game. But to be quite honest with you, Clifford, their starting quarterback, is hurt. He, he, he didn't look right. Whatever's wrong with his back. If he played the Iowa game, they probably would have won that game. If Clifford wasn't hurt, they definitely would have won this game. So all these Penn State fans are mocking out. Franklin can't coach. You know what? This was the year no, they Franklin, weren't. Franklin's a good recruiter, they, and he's a good They weren't coach. set up this year. They weren't set up with a backup quarterback, and Clifford got hurt. And now they're a good team, but they're not a national they're that, championship. They're the good team with that loss. With and that, that once you you talked about it uh, literally about Penn State, I want to say, maybe last week or the week before, where you're like, you know, once that team gets that one loss – the players are they, they their like, their goals shifted. They're no longer I'm, playing for a national title game, they, so they have to play Ohio. They State take the down, foot off the, the gas a little and bit. And I'm wondering if by the time Rutgers plays them, uh, my dream would be to have Rutgers win a few games before that Penn State game, possibly still be bowl eligible with wins. Um, where we catch Penn State weekend before Christmas, players are going home. You ever see the Great White Hype um, movies? Yes, and so I equate that like say Penn State's doing shitty going into the Rutgers game and right. Rutgers is rolling, all the Rutgers fans are gonna be like, "We got a, we shot. Got a shot!" And then Penn State's well, gonna look happened. over to the camera, and be like, "Are you trying to embarrass me on national right. TV?" And they're gonna knock well, on the fuck. That's out. what happened last year. Everybody thought we were gonna play them tough, and they 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 even though score wise it wasn't bad, I don't think we crossed midfield. So no, I uh, the Penn State game was, but the really reason I'm bringing it up is the uniqueness of the two point conversions. Um, I have to talk to my cousin John, see if he likes it. Um, maybe they should just have ties. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. But I thought it was fun to watch in a game I didn't really care about other than being a Big Ten. I like the, I like the way they do it. Okay. So baseball, Braves, Astros. <laughs> um, I, I just shut you off like that. Right down. You just said I like. Well, you didn't watch the game really, so I'm not going to bust your balls there. Um, you say you're a Penn State I do fan. like the overtime rules, though. Okay, that's what I meant. That's what I was agreeing to. Yeah. I, and so do I. We'll leave it at that. 
Um, baseball, it I really bothered me that the Red Sox might have made the World Series because in my mind, I was, I was when I was in L.A., I was telling Dodger fans I was hanging out with, I'm like, guys, I'm telling you right now, if you play the, I don't care if you won 149 games, if you play the Red Sox in the World Series, Red Sox are going to win. I just thought for sure the Red Sox were going to dog everybody because um, they just have that magical thing when they get going in, that, in Fenway Park. It's crazy. But they lost, so it's Braves, Astros. I'm rooting for the Braves for one reason, really. I feel like the Braves have been very, very good for the last 20 years, and I think they only won it. Twice? Once? I'm in lockstep with you. There's two reasons why I'm rooting for the well, Braves. Plus, oh, the obvious reason. The obvious reason is we, nobody likes the Astros over right. here. And it's not, be, for me, it's really not because they cheated, because I think that there's a shred of everyone there's a, there's trying to cheat. There's a cockiness to them I don't there's, like. Well, that too. But they simply, they, they're our rival because they've beaten us in the ALCS right. recently. So they, I, I don't they, like they them They beat for us, that. and they beat us cheating. Because they, they beat us a few times without the cheats. And, and not only that, if, if we're all cheating... They did it better, so they're better at cheating than us, too, in those years. All this right. Well, we've got the Astros. we got the Braves World Series. We'll see how that goes. Um, I actually think it's a, a very boring World Series, but maybe there's been years where I have actually thought, oh, my God, what a terrible World Series, and the games are great. So I'm hoping the games are great because I do It's love weird, baseball. though. The, the, the ratings for baseball is actually up. I know. It's crazy. You never would think it, especially well, with all the bashing in the game. Uh, Dodgers won 107 games. You got um, the Red Sox made the playoffs. You got the Giants won 106 games. Those games were wild. Um, Yankees are always the Yankees. But they made the playoffs even though the one game. Um, there were some interesting storylines, you know, so maybe that's what it is. Or maybe everybody keeps on talking about, you know, the NFL is so much better, basketball is so much better, but baseball, yeah. baseball is still ready? a big the behemoth. Game one of the Red Sox and the Rays was on a Monday night. And they beat out, I don't give a fuck what, excuse my language, I don't care what Monday Night Football game it was. There were two NFL teams. I agree. The Rays playing in any game, beating any NFL team right. in ratings on a Monday night, to me that's pretty impressive. And also, Giancarlo Stanton makes more money than the entire team. No, no. Giancarlo and Cole combined make more money than the uh, roster on the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. I think that's even... Like, you could probably subtract at least $20 million right. and they'll and, still be dead. And that. they're way better than the Yankees, which annoys my soul. So I don't understand why teams like the Mets, why the, uh, Cohen just doesn't call up and say, everyone that works for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, the entire, everyone, the secretaries, God delivers flowers, everyone just moved to Queens. And I'll triple pay each. Like So if you're making $21 an hour delivering flowers to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, you're making now uh, $66 an hour. And you work, the whole thing gets moved to Queens. And then you go from there. Why can't they do that? I would imagine there's some contract issues. No, you're going you on. buy them out. You buy out the Just contract. buy them out. Just buy everything out. I think the Rays are actually leaving Tampa anyway. I know they might. So maybe they might they, get bought. Maybe out. they should move to Queens and they'll become the Mets. And the Mets fans would love that. Be called like the Ray Mets. Well then they would start to suck. <laughs> so yes. The Devil Rays moved to Queens and since then it has been all shit. Anyway, um I don't I don't know why I just brought up the Mets, but um I did. So uh, when we come back, i got to talk to you about a very special Johnny Trino L.A. softball moment. Service Team of Professionals, a.k.a. Stop Restoration of Edison, is a locally owned and operated business that provides professional disaster cleaning and restoration services, including a 24-hour emergency service to homeowners, property managers, real estate investors, and insurance companies alike. Stop Restoration helps people overcome the stress and anxiety of unforeseen circumstances caused by fire, smoke, 
water, mold, and other unexpected damages. As part of a nationally recognized restoration franchise, Stop Restoration of Edison is backed by the best technical advisors and business consultants in the country. Visit them right now online at www.stop-edison.com. All right, we are back. Now, of course, this is the second half of the show, and as always, um, we usually do the last three quarters or second half of the show is we kind of get off sports a little bit. Of course, we always sprinkle it in. But even though we are, we're going to talk about sports right now, but not not like uh, full sports, it's uh, Johnny Trino making his return to L.A. softball. Now, I played with a team called Bad Mojo for years in L.A., the Beverly Hills League, beautiful, beautiful place to play ball. The guy, I still had my uniform. It still fit, although it was a little, little tight. If you know what I'm saying. Um, but I hadn't played ball in a while, and uh, dude, I was all over it. I was two for three. With the first time I get up first pitch, I swung and missed. I looked like I looked like an I looked like Babe Ruth with the Boston Braves in '34. Um, but then I hit a rocket. Right at the left fielder, like it was a shot. I felt good too. They use these real hard balls out there, so I was like, I smoked it. And the bench did, you know, they were looking to bust me because I hadn't played in a while. And you know, when you hit it hard enough, nobody says anything. They were like, hey man, nothing you could do there. Like if it was like two feet the other way, I think I would have beat him in left field. After that, I hit a fucking rope to center field. I'm cursing a lot, don't know why. I hit a rope to center field and then a r- classic Johnny Trenos, but a little hit, harder hit. Over the second baseman's head. Made him look foolish. We were down 14-3. to We won 19-18. But uh, I had to play second base. And that's where the reveal happened. I, uh, you know, the, the, the guys were hitting rockets to second base. I just couldn't. I couldn't get to the ball. On one play, and we actually videotaped it. We may post it later. The guy got a base hit pass between a second and first. And... It looked like it was actually a good play. It felt like it was a good play by me. I got my glove on it. When you see the video, the ball you hear the ball being hit. I haven't moved yet. <laughs> then my reaction time, that ball would hit me in the face before I realized the ball was in play. I was so slow to the ball. It was horrible. Do you think it has anything to do with your vision? Maybe. Uh, well, the, 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 the good thing is that the game was played at night, so I didn't need it. What I needed was really, when I got to L.A., I realized how sunny it is outside, okay? And I had my $5 Walgreens glasses that have, like, a permanent scratch over the top. They were horrible. I feel like that's almost like sacrilege, and, given and the current situation over at Chop Sports. And Now, a week before, though... I'm absolute gonna, eyewear. A week before, I actually called Janine at Absolute Eyewear, and I said, I'm so embarrassed. My sunglasses are so bad. I need a pair of, like, good sunglasses that I will try to cherish and not keep in the case and all that stuff. So Craig, because I said nice things about him, actually sent me a gorgeous pair of, you know, uh, 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 Costa Del Mar sunglasses, which you'll hear about in a second. So I now have, a like, a professional pair of sunglasses. They're awesome. They fit nice. They're, like, for sports, a little bit sporty. Um, and, I, and I literally drove around L.A. with them, and I was like, oh, so this is how people see the world now without the sun blasting in my face. And, of course, because I'm talking about uh, my sunglasses that were given to me as a gift from Absolute Eyewear, it's time that I think the rest of the show which we're going to talk about some showbiz stuff, should be sponsored by Absolute Eyewear. That's right. The people that gave me my sunglasses last week, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. 
It's owned by Craig and Jani Mashad, family-owned, brother and sister. They're opticians. That's right. They got everything over there. They got prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses, non-prescription sunglasses, which is what I have currently on my top of my head right now. No, I'm not wearing them. I'm inside. They got sports glasses, motorcycle glasses, glasses for the kids. If you got a kid, they got that. Contacts, they do. Eye exams, they got a guy right there. They do stuff right on premise. You go in there, just call them up, make an appointment. They make it happen. They got glasses for every budget, including mine, which is zero. Um, no, they don't give away free glasses. They just give me. It's kind of a sponsorship thing. You, you give the host of the show a free pair of sunglasses. That's what happened. Um, but you get $100 off a complete pair of prescription eyeglasses. When you mention this podcast, you got to remember, it's got to be a complete pair of frames and lenses. They're open five days a week. They're closed on Wednesday. Why, Chris? Wednesday is off ball. And why are they closed on Sunday? Football Sunday. Football Giants are on the air. That's why they're closed then. Um, I love to do that. That's our little interacting part. Normally yeah, and I, you no get idea. Sometimes I'm ready for it. I don't know where I was spacing Maybe next out week I'm going to say why they closed Sunday. Um, remember this. They got an optometrist on premises, so he does all the exams. They do the lab work right there, so they actually get the stuff done pretty quick. And they're great with the town, the Board of Ed, the mayor goes there. They're right by the train station. So anybody gets off at Woodbridge, go right down. They're right on the corner there. Um, They're very good. You can call them up. They can ship certain things to you, but they'd rather have you come in. So make sure they fit right and all that stuff. And they are at 732-326-EYES. I say that to annoy Chris. Or 732-326-3937. Absolute eyewear. And they have... Some different products there. Chris, what, what kind of products do you think they sell there? Yeah. Brands. What kind of brands? I'm not doing the brands. This yeah. is your this, this is, is your my, this is oh, your rodeo. I thought because you're producing you want me my, to, do you want me no. to try and do an imitation no. of your no. no, what I what I'm just trying to let you know that you were you were you were distracted there and I wanted to see if I want to make him do Bob Shepard. But I'll do it because ladies and gentlemen. Costa del Mar. Not bad, not bad. The following sunglasses are available. Ray Ban, coach. Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Cause, Vogue, Maui Jim, and now with Jimmy Palumbo wearing them, Costa Del Mar sunglasses. So that's Bob Shepard. Go check out Absolute Eyewear. Now we will get to some fun stuff. First of all, so also I, I wasn't not paying attention. I was making a note. No, you don't make notes over there. Just stop it. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, it's my show. Leave me alone. <laughs> so first of all, I have to tell you, my. My trip there to L.A., which was, was everything went well. On the way home, I don't know if it was the dry air or maybe the amount of bourbon I drank at the, the Carlos house with Yeti. Um, I, I, I just had like, I, I was like an 80-year-old man. First of all, I had to take the budget. My car was at budget. And I had to get on this tram thing. And I saw this overweight lady with like three big suitcases. So I looked at her. She was like sweating like a pig. And I said, I said, hey, you need a hand? And she goes, oh, thank you. But I had to get my bag on first. But I was carrying my coffee with my uh, backpack over my shoulder. So I was trying to get my bag on lightning fast, adjust my, my thing to go back and then grab to help the lady out. My bag dropped off my shoulder, hit my elbow. There was a woman there about 62 years old. My coffee flew, and thank God it wasn't hot coffee because I had gotten it, you know, an hour earlier at a 7-Eleven, which nobody does in, in L.A. Dude, my coffee flew out of the cup and blasted this lady right in the face all over her shirt. She went, oh, 
oh, oh. I said, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. I am so. I knew it wasn't hot because I was even going to get rid of it. No, they don't have garbage cans near anything anymore because of terrorism, I guess. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, I had the, the heavyset lady with her luggage. I had to go back to help her out with the coffee. I go back. There's nowhere to throw it out. I knew I left this lady with. I said, I'm so sorry. So I helped this uh, lady out. Now the heavyset lady is like, thank you so much. You're a godsend. So now the lady, I'm being called a godsend. I went over. I said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. So she starts to go. I must have said I'm sorry, no lie, like 50 times. I said, uh, what can I do? I, I didn't mean it. Oh, my God. Um, she starts to go, oh, get away from me. Just get away from me. And she's cleaning off. And she's snippering. I, I have to get this stuff dry clean. She's like, everybody's trying to put their... And she's going, I said, I'm sorry. And finally, I said, hey, can I give you some money for dry cleaning? Even though she had a black sweatshirt on. And what is coffee going to do on a black sweatshirt? Nothing. You just clean it. It'll be fine. But she was like cleaning off her, sungla or her sunglasses. That coffee on it was so bad. And I said, I offered that. She goes, you know what you need to do? Just stay away from me. Just oh, stay. Man. And then I almost went, I almost wanted to say, hey, you know what? Now you're being a jerk off. That's exactly where I okay, would have went with but it. But I, I don't know, dude. But I can't. Here's why I didn't do that. I was 100% at fault. In other words. Yeah, but my it, delivery would be so perfect no, in that situation. And I would, because look, if I do something wrong that was an accident. It was And an I accident. convey how sorry I am. And my you're face, still a bitch. I, all bets are off she, at that point. I, I And then I saw her at the line to get into the airport. I saw her at the... Oh, and the first man. thing I said to myself is, if I get on this flight and she's sitting next to me, I'll, I'll have to actually come clean and be like, ma'am, we have to laugh about this. I just blew a cup of coffee into your face and now you have to sit with me for five and a half hours. Instead, I get on the flight. I'm in coach. Um, and I, these two very large Mexican guys got on the nice fellows but they were huge and i thank god i was on the aisle because they looked at me they, they almost like maybe they were twins that's how they looked like he actually looked at me and went oh man this is a bad road to be in here the two of them literally were like sandwiched in and then i was at the end his shoulder was up against my shoulder and because it was the morning was there any I, skin on skin no we had, he had a, like if you he had, had like, a semi, he had a shirt you ever have like your your knee touching no, no, someone else's had, knee that's all, like sex. Oh, it's it, it, it's it might as well. Thank be. God there was no skin on skin. But what did happen though? I knew I was going to doze off, and his shoulder—he was probably four inches taller than me. His shoulder was so near where if my head goes to the right, I could see myself totally snuggling on a on a Mexican guy's pillow shoulder because he was kind of overweight. And I, I always said to him, "Hey, can I use your shoulder to sleep?" Like if I was a big guy, I would say, "No, feel free to lay on my shoulder. I don't care." Be like, "You got any place I could put this coffee?" <laughs> <laughs> I would have blown. No, but these guys would not have appreciated the coffee in the face. So then, but the funny thing is, after that little moment we had, not a word, rest of the flight. I find that so odd. You're literally, I was three inches from his face, and we didn't talk the rest of the way. And I ended up watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, the first two or three uh, episodes, season one, and um, and uh, I left my ass off out loud. But um, so then I get into Kennedy. Now it's late at night because a three-hour time difference. And I have to go to the shuttle thing, the tram, to take you to long-term parking. All right? So I got my, still got my bag, no coffee. I was like, I'm not walking with coffee anymore. So there's four people that get on the escalator first to go down to the, where the cars are. Dude, I, I, I thought I had my hand on, the, on my carry-on, one of those, you know, with the, with the handle up in the air. It fell over. My 
luggage, the mini luggage that you store, you know, above your seat, took off towards this guy. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Because I said, if it was a child or an older person, it would have blew him out of their shoes. I was like, dude, dude, yo, yo, yo. He turned around like, like the way Jones caught the, the game. He turned around and casually put his foot up and stopped it. But part of the handle kind of hit his ankle. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm rushing down going, dude, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then he gave me a look. He didn't say anything. But the look he gave me was so piercing to my soul. He gave me the look like, you are a complete asshole. Like, and I, you know what I did? I had nothing to say but thank you. I didn't even apologize. You know, again, when you're so wrong, he didn't say anything. He gave me the asshole look. I said, thank you. I'm sorry. And then I said, just get my luggage. So it sounds to me like these two people were the assholes, though. Yeah. No, no. He, he, I don't care what. Like no, if, I could have killed him with yeah, my suitcase. But, but hang on I mean, to your suitcase. I mean, let's be real. If no. you're show me show me a situation where there's a suitcase rolling. I don't care how <laughs> steep is this pitch. Dude, this this suitcase was on like the, the the flat end of those carry-ons. This thing was moving, bro. Did it have a machete attached to it? I, dude, I think it would. I think it would have blew his ankles out. I really do. Um, still, uh, it, it just, accidents happen. But still, he gave me the look, but he didn't say anything. So I reason why, and I just walked away. I was afraid oh, to get in my car. How amazing would it be? You know, it would be a great podcast segment if we could get these two people on the show. I get like the, the Now, I did see the lady coffee face. I saw her. I think she lives in Louisiana. I saw LA, a town in LA which I think means Louisiana. Yeah. But I just couldn't I couldn't even look at it. Now, thank God for the masks because I you had to wear the mask on the budget thing. I actually cuz you got to remember I was on the a van with her for now for 25 minutes to get to my gate. I actually started to smile and giggle. I was like, I just blew this lady. I would have sent her a coffee on the plane. Oh my god! Like, could you could you do me a favor? To send, the her coffee, like, send her. A, uh, but I was mortified, bro. It was so bad. Um, but anyway, I had trouble getting home, and then of course, I I I, I couldn't get my car open. I, I I was struggling. I was I looked like I looked like Brett Gardner. Um, you know, and also my trip, I missed my daughter terribly. My daughter Natalie, thank God for FaceTime. We totally were able to use that that thing on the phone where we can see each other and talk all the time. Um, I got to give a big shout out to Mark DiCarlo and Yenny Alvarez, uh, husband and wife who put me up in a really cool um, uh, L.A. Hollywood Hills house. It was cool. Um, we had some, as I talked to you last week, we had some good times, Rolling Stones, everything was fine. I got home safe. That's all that matters. But I feel horrible because the only guy I didn't sing, see was my buddy Pat Volkmer, who's been on our show. He's the Oscar party uh, prediction guy. And I called him when I landed. He didn't pick up. And I said, oh, he's away. He's in like Alabama for the week. And turns out he was totally home up to Friday. He was home when, on, on Monday. I could have saw him Monday night. He sent me a scathing text. Once word got out that I was in town, he was like, how dare you not see me? And I, I didn't know if he was kidding or not. Now, I, I have, I, I would say this. I'd be like, well, so, I texted you. I know. Well, I, you I didn't, called. I didn't uh, text. You called and he didn't I get back didn't to pick you. pick up. So then you have plausible deniability at that <laughs> right. point. But I, honest to God, I would have, I was, I was five minutes from his house. I, I really wanted to see Pat. Me and Pat talk all the time. So I have to, like, I said, finally I realized, I said, Pat. I texted him. I said, I am so sorry from the bottom of my heart. I know I'm not out in L.A. that often, but I saw you when you were in New York, 
and I want to see you and your wife and Lori. They're, they're, they're fun. They're great people. Um, so I had apologized profusely. It was just an error in, he said he was away and he didn't get back to me and, uh, that's the way it goes. But I did, Pat, I love you. This is my shout out. This is, I'm giving, I'm giving three shout outs to Pat Volkmer because I love you, your, your wife, Lori, I love you too. I'm giving a shout out to the lady who's got a full face of coffee, um, uh, I, I still feel bad, even though you were kind of shitty afterwards. And a shout out to the kind of Asian guy who made a kick save and a butte on my tumbling suitcase, which could have blown out a child and, and killed them. And to so, the lovely Mark DiCarlo. And, and Mark DiCarlo for putting me up. And also to uh, uh, some people I met out there, uh, uh, T-Money and and uh, Jessica York, who I met out there. She was sweet and beautiful. And to uh, Booch. My boy Booch, who hung out with us at the place, he's had some meetings out there. So I had a good time. L.A. was good. And to my manager, Ted Bender, that was an excellent time. But, you know, uh, actually, Friday night, um, I was home. I was uh, with my daughter. And uh, that, that, you know what movie came on? Um, Social Dilemma. Did you see that movie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, How about this? I quoted that movie to you several times in and our conversations, and you haven't known Okay, it. I didn't know. Well, first yeah. of all, that movie was the most disturbing, one of the top five most disturbing movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, well done. It's a documentary. They have some live action scenes, but I literally, I almost like, I don't even know if I want to do this podcast anymore. I don't, I, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Chit Chat, Choo Chat, whatever the hell it is, this social media thing is, is I mean, first of all, they covered the whole thing about... Call it what they're trying to call it. It's well, a drug. It's a drug. And they, they had that great line. Matter of fact, I wrote it down. The only two times uh, the word users is used is software and uh, uh, drug users um, and illegal drugs. Uh, they have a whole segment on, and my daughter's 12, I'm feeling horrible now, about self, how you look at yourself because of online images and social media and there's like tons of suicides are way up in that category. And that's just the tip of the iceberg in right. terms of what's actually and, and going so, on. So listen, obviously when they're talking about suicide of teenagers, that's a horrible thing. But they've done that in other documentaries. But literally, I was blown away. And they had interviews with everyone who like started Facebook, who started Twitter and TikTok and all these different awful things. And it's just, all they do is they track your... They track everything you do. So if you think, if you think, listen, this goes to like the older people out there and younger people. If you think, you know, I just go on you have Facebook and I, I just see what my friends are doing and all that stuff. That's not what's going on. They are watching every single time. So to click. everybody out there, when you're like, oh, I was just talking about um, going and getting my lawn treated, and then the next day you see yes. on on Facebook a, an advertisement right. for them treating your lawn, it's because they are listening. Right. Like there's there's well, no it, denying it, it, that. It's a little bit... Uh, it didn't cover the listening angle as much, but it was more about... They know if you click on like uh, like those epic fails, which I click, and they have... The algorithms that they use, They what they do, they build a case. Now, I've been on Facebook now probably 10 years. The algorithms they have on Jimmy Palumbo, they build a case towards me. I get tons of podcast stuff on my feed right now. Exactly. And here's another thing. Now, I think if you only have, say you only have 100 friends, okay, and you keep it kind of pure, and you even then if you keep your privacy things, okay, but most people, oh, you're clicking on friends, people you don't really, some guy in town you saw, you click, you click, you click. They know 
what images you see and what comes in your feed. That's the thing that I didn't realize. I realized that, first of all, there's nothing on there in the movie that you didn't kind of know already, but these people stare at you and tell you right to your face. Like, what comes in your feed? You well, have y- told Facebook. Yeah, they're essentially, set, like, you're the product. Right. Your so, attention is the product, and their money, and, the and, way they make money is by selling advertising. Correct. And this is why, the, here's the crazy thing. I've all, I, and I'm, I'm not a political guy, and I'm only going to get political in terms of social media. What ends up happening is if you're a diehard Republican or a Trumper or a Democrat or an independent, uh, a libertarian, I think, one of the parties, that you've been clicking. So they now know. So if you're a Trumper, let's say, you don't get, you don't get Biden Democratic stories. You only get on your news feed Trump stuff. And if you're a left wing all the way left, you don't get Trump stuff or Republican stuff. You only get... Stuff. In other words, it's like it's almost like uh, best way to equate it is they're if pandering you, to you if, just to keep you interested and to set if, off them endorphins every time you it. see something that you like and exactly you relate right. to. It's like, oh, I relate to this. It, it, it validates your Correct. thoughts. It, it, it validates. If, if Facebook was a, was music, and you only and you like jazz music, you're only going to get posts on jazz. Meanwhile, there's rock and roll, country. They don't care because it says that you. They're trying to get you to stay online. And click. And also the danger with my daughter now on, oh my God. I, I immediately, first thing I did, went on my phone, put limits on my phone. I tried to test it this week. You got to make sure you click out of your apps. if You, you know what the beauty of this is? And this is going to be a, a test because you're going to be at a point in your life very, very soon where it's like 6.30 on a Saturday and you're going to be at your limits and you're going to be like, well, now what? And then you're going to actually have to either A, hold yourself accountable and actually do it or take the limits off and just proceed as usual. And that's usually the case. You, 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 there's a scene that they do a reenactment of when the mo- a mom says, let's put all our phones in this. Uh, they have these uh, canisters where you can put a timer on it. Great idea. They used to do it for snacks. Like say you, say you had like you, you had a thing for M&Ms. You put M&Ms in this thing, you set the timer, you can't get at the M&Ms for two hours, something like that. So she puts all the phone in and the one girl gets up from the table and just smashes the thing open, takes her phone and walks away. Like, she like, I even, lose, I don't care. I don't care. I equate um, it to the Seinfeld episode <coughs> where they, um, the master of my domain. Right. Where, like, in the beginning, Kramer just walks in and he's and like, he I says, don't care. I'm, I'm out. That's the 20. Yeah, that's a great, great scene. But you, and how about they, another thing they covered is, and this is so true for everybody, my God, staring at your phone. If you haven't looked at your phone in a while, it's like a drug. I gotta, I gotta check my phone. And what are you checking? Nothing. And but they get you on Instagram, and I I notice when I come here, Dave, not so much you, but Dave's on his phone all the time. And what you doing? You they like they know that I read somewhere in an algorithm. They know that I read articles about Rutgers, and I check scores on ESPN. Yeah, and I'll fly through Facebook. Well, when you went into the apps and you did all the things, it showed you. It it shows you how how often you spend on each app. You could you could sign up, not sign up, but just. Turn it's, it on, and it'll send you a report at the end of every this, night. This movie is so good. It's so depressing. And, like, I, I'm saying to myself, wow, i got to promote my podcast on these uh, social media things. But I feel dirty I feel now. dirty now. I feel dirty. And it's here's awful. the thing, too, when I try and And explain. God forbid, uh, wait a minute, I'm not, I, I'm going to become clean. Uh, have I watched, I'm not, 
Listen, have I watched porn on uh, on on my computer? I have. I I've seen it. I'll leave it at that. But I'm not. I'm not one of those guys. Like some guys are really into that all day long. I'm like, really? Why are you telling me this? That's a private thing. But God forbid you're on websites that are not. Um, I'm talking about like legitimate companies that are are you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. God forbid you're on websites that you shouldn't be on. They're collecting data too. Oh yeah. And they're collecting data in an odd way. God forbid what they know. And it's not about losing your money in your checking account. It's about how artificial it's intelligence about, it's about is getting knowing you, it's about getting you to do things that you don't maybe subconsciously. It's like they're deciding things for you. They're putting things in front of your face where they know you're going to act on it. So uh, yeah, there is a shred of that. I, I, the movie was uh, so disturbing to me. Uh, I'm going to try to emphasize uh, limits with my daughter and even myself. Like I really want, I actually want to find, I was trying to look at the phone's a little complicated with how to, I want to know how many hours Am I flowing? Am I going through Facebook or Twitter? I want to know. And whatever that is, I like like losing weight, which is hard to do. I I I want to. I'm really going to try to less, um, you know, not look at my phone as much as I do. You know, I don't know how know else the to. Key, there's some some keys to doing this, and one of them being like literally just put your phone somewhere else. Right. Because if you're if you could have your phone here, and like you were talking about with the drug. If you don't go on certain apps for a certain amount of time, like the app will start giving you notifications. They want your phone to go off. Right. You get what I'm saying? So if I'm sitting here and I'm producing your show, I'm doing the edits and whatever, whatever, right? And let's just say, this is what I do. There's times you'll try and get in touch with me. I don't answer my phone. Right. It's because I'm working. And if I if I have my phone by me, I'm not going to work. Right. And it could you be like, distracted. I could have all the focus in the world, but then Jimmy texts me and it's what like, well, I got to go. I got to see what Jimmy's saying. And but, then once you pick up your phone, then you see, oh, Twitter notification. I got a Twitter. And then you start getting in the rabbit hole, and, and then 20 and minutes go by, 20 and you minutes have done go nothing. By. And I realized, like, I, but now I, I did, of course, I had to Google the hell out of stuff. Um, I, uh, th- one of the things, that they said that it was kind of a sensationalist movie, but I didn't feel it. I feel like this is dead on. But the other thing I realized, that one, uh, I read an article that talked about, there were different, and I'm reading actually a book about early music. Uh, I'm reading a book about Bing Crosby of all things, and he he was very involved in early music. And one of the things that that they used to have like discs that you had to buy and you play on your phonograph. And it's like in the, the 1925, the 1930, radio wasn't really strong yet. So these companies like RCA Victor that became these huge conglomerates we have now. People were poor, but they had enough money to buy the, the, the disc to play in their living room. And they listened, like they bought one song a week, so one song played all week. When radio came out, the disc people were like, oh my God, you don't have to buy a disc, you listen to the radio. And then the radio has advertisement, that's how they pay for everything. So there was, there was people that go, oh, that radio's no good, you gotta put a disc on. And then radio people, radio ruled the world for years. What happened after radio? Television. Uh, all my kid does is sit home and watch television all day. Like half the na- half the nation watch I Love Lucy and the Honeymooners and stuff. And then it became Saturday morning cartoons. Ah, my kid wakes up at seven. I remember as a kid turning on that was a huge thing. The cartoons were only on Saturday morning. But think about all the brainwashing that went on. But the United States passed a law that said you can't advertise everything in the morning. They could have advertised cigarettes if there wasn't law passed. Instead, would they advertise toys? Mommy, I want G.I. Joe, all that different stuff. But the internet has no rules on that. It's the wild, wild west. So each generation, they say, gets caught up watching. Oh, you're watching TV. All he does is go and watch TV. Um, 
Every generation has their internet. Correct. But now, but the internet now is different because it's, it's, and what this movie kind of hammers home is that you're up against like a million supercomputers against the human brain. And as good as the human brain is, it's not stronger than supercomputers in terms of getting you to do things. And it's, and it's societal. It's not like, it's not like you even are born with a choice. It's not like you're at. You're, you're 18 years old, and you're like, okay, well, here's here's what we're going to do. Oh, everyone kind of uses these phones, but if you take this phone, you're going to go down a wrong path. I, you don't get the choice. You it, don't get a choice. You're, even, you're born into this. How about when now. your phone breaks? You you're like you literally run out of the office and run to the phone store to get it fixed. And I and, after watch, watching this movie, I realize that I am spending... Now, what, what listen, I do a podcast, and we have to... Uh, um, Promote the promote. podcast. So it's, that's my work. Okay, I want to call it work. Okay, in quotes. But like, I really like, I don't know, maybe after seven or eight o'clock at night, once I'm, once I'm home, I'm really going to try to, you know, I, I want to be able to get people to call me if there's a phone call. But I think I'm going to put, and if I don't hear the phone ring, I'm not going to check the text. Uh, because if someone really, nets, if you really, there's an emergency, they'll text, text, and then call. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to try... I, I don't want to waste time on these on these sites that are sucking us dry. And to your point about that you have to post your podcast and that's what you're going to do for your social media aspect of things, but you realize this and this is this is where I've most quoted this movie to you is when let's just say you you got an understanding that now Spotify is in competition with iTunes and they're in competition with iHeartRadio, but essentially what they're really in competition for is it with is every app out there. Correct. They're competing completely well, with have, every I app have iTunes. Out there. iTunes is nothing more than an app. We think of it as a way to play music in our car. That's not what it is. No, the point that I'm making though is you'll be like, okay, we got to share this. And this is to the point of like, how are we getting the word out there? Now, the, the reason why social media is good because you have to do it, it's like you have to do it. You will get eyes on what you're doing using social media. But essentially, what, when, you're, when you're posting on Instagram and you're saying, hey, go check out my podcast on Spotify, Instagram doesn't show that to anybody because why are they going to show the public information that's going to maybe lead them to leave their app? So that's why posting podcast episodes on Instagram might not always be beneficial. Well, also, it's, it's, uh, they, they, they talk a lot about images and stuff. So if you're, if you're like, uh, um, clicking on that you watch these videos on epic fails and all that stuff. They have a way of judging you from that, but also what you write in your post. So if you spell out the word Trump or Biden or leftist or right or moral majority, all these words, they don't get fed into an immediate algorithm. This algorithm isn't like, oh, uh, he, he Jimmy typed in the Red Sox, so he hates it. These are... They, it's all fed into a giant algorithm, um, and and it's 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 scary actually what you post, you know. And I know there's uh, uh, the privacy things have changed on Facebook. I'm actually going to go back in to my Facebook and Instagram, really look and really try to. Um, I really don't want to be on. There's a whole world out there, and we're all we're doing. And the biggest difference is the internet's been around a while. Okay, the biggest difference is that it's in your hand. In your phone, you go to a bar. Yeah. Everyone's looking at their phone. And you know the 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 internet's been around long enough as to where there's some people that have had some ups and downs in life. We'll call it. So I do this all the time, right? Every day, one of my daily routines in the morning is you get your Facebook memories, 
right? You see like what you posted right. last year that day. I just go in and I delete every single one of well, them. Well, sometimes and, I have and I the, just the stuff that I posted is so cringe. I'm like, who posted that? And I'm like, that's me. Like I actually in my life. I didn't I like share that? it a memory. What I did was I just did it. I was on the cover of Rutgers Alumni magazine seven years ago. I clicked on it. I said, Oh man, that was seven years ago. Then I actually went then I, I did it like a, a pure post. Um but I guarantee you, somewhere along the line, someone knows, like, of the, the Rutgers thing, or God knows what's going to happen with that. But it's just very scary about information that, that these companies know about you and to change your opinion. So when everybody talks about the polarization of this country, um, what's really sad is if you're way on the left or way on the right, okay, you're not, forget about fake news. That was another huge point in the movie, mate. Everyone concerned about fake news. Is CNN lying? Is Fox News lying? That's not the point. You know what the point is? You're not even going to get the news. So think about that. Say, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm going I'm to exaggerate now, but if you're way on the left and, and you know, Donald Trump discovers uh, the cure for cancer, you won't even get it on your feed. Yeah. So, in other words, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's amazing that not only is what's fake and real, you're not even going to get it. So in short, we're done with the podcast. We're done with the network. <laughs> we're shutting right? down. We're going to shut it all down listen, because I'm, we're our lives listen, are at stake here. I am now going to go outside and get a string from uh, Mawa to Matawan with a coffee can and speak. But you know what someone will come up with? Somehow it will get posted. And then I'll get like a free $2 off a Maxwell House coffee can and fishing line. And then, and then somebody else will talk about it, and they won't tag you, and you'll be like, bro, how come you didn't tag me in the post? I know. Because you're, you're just as much wrapped into this I, as anybody else is, and you don't get a choice. And now another thing that we're going to do here, and this is going to be very brief. I'm just going to make one point about – I know the, the V word. The movie is, the movie is, is a must-see movie. I yes. think you have to be in a cave not to not to at least get enjoy the but movie. But without, without um, actually getting into what you think about – the vaccine, everybody that says this, I'm going to dispel one notion that there's going to be a microchip. If you think that they need the vaccine to give you a microchip that you are voluntarily walking around with inside your hand right. and burying your face into every day, that is misguided. That is not the reason why. There might be other reasons why, but we are well, because, already chipped. Yes, but and because I used to think, I used to think, okay, literally almost before I saw this movie, you know what, be pretty good, pretty good idea. Put the chip in. And that way, you can when you go to the doctor, everything's there. Your blood, it can do. Now I'm like, no way would I ever do that, because then that chip's going to know where you are, uh, what you're doing. I mean, you're, it's, you're it's, putting you're it's putting big, trust into too many people that are proven time and time again to actually have evil intentions. And when it comes to evil, I mean like money. That's right. all and, they care about is money. These 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 do nothing companies like Facebook and Twitter, uh, not so much Twitter, but Instagram. And I guess I mean Microsoft. I don't know. They they they're making billions of dollars off of just the exchange of information of people. They're almost like, it's like a Nielsen rating it's, it's for you. Literally, every thought it's literally, process. and they they break this down in the first ten minutes of the movie. It's um they're literally selling your attention. Like Facebook has your attention, and they're selling it right. to companies to advertise to you. And I'm I may buy ads on Facebook to get people to watch my podcast. It's 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 really. And that means that people are going to be fed my podcast on Facebook mm -hmm. and, and Instagram. And I get back to this whole thing, and we've had, we've had issues with this. Uh, in the podcast world, sometimes it's better off that you have a good 
a, a social platform on Instagram and Facebook than people who actually listen to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, how about this? There's my favorite podcast. I don't even listen to. Do you, do you find that to be crazy? Because they do such a good job of clipping it and editing it. And right, things like that. I just go on show. Instagram and I listen to the, the highlights of it. Now, that's that, but that's a mistake. Honestly, after watching this movie, that's a mistake on your part because if you actually listen to the podcast, you you're, you're getting someone else's edited version of it. Of course, and now when you say unless mistake, it's a topic it's, you don't really care about, exactly. I'm looking it's not to a laugh. I'm looking Packer to laugh or something, here or there. Something with yeah, the Packers yeah. or something. I get that. I'm on a few. I listen to some podcasts for like a month, and then I'm like, what, what am I listening to this show? Now, for? there's obviously two sides of the coin here because like when they're trying to deliver a message, they're gonna they're gonna lean it out towards one way, and they're gonna get you to think one way. Now, you understand where I'm going with it, right? <clears throat> Whereas the whole point of the movie or the documentary was to make you think that social media is evil. There's obviously two sides of the coin. Like there is a lot right. of good that comes sure. from it. You get to keep, keep in touch with friends. I have relationships with old friends of mine that I would be like, put it this way. If you're in the reunion business, you're done. Cause in the old days, when you went to your 40th reunion, so now you're 58 years old and you go to your 40th reunion, right? I got that right. They just did my 20th high school reunion. Nobody Wait, went. I didn't even know about you know, it. You see everybody because on Facebook I, exactly. and Instagram. Anybody that I want to talk to or see, I just well, have complete same access Same thing with them. like making changes on your personal profile on Facebook. Do you want? Who do you want to see that? Like I've, I've had some personal changes in my life in the last few years. And if I go in there and change that, is that going to be a statement? Am I making a statement? Yes. Yes. And all I'm really doing is changing a fact about my personal life. So it's very, very... Uh, you know, if, if, you, if, if you're a, there's if you're blurred a lines when we're talking about personal life, and, right? And, and if but if you're a plumber and now you become an electrician, you're gonna letting the whole world know that you're and you're gonna get all electrician stuff and no more plumbing. There's stuff. one more thing I want to bring up about the movie, and it's not really about the movie per se, but it's more or less about the, I loved it the critiquing of the movie and and why people were trying to dispel what they were saying as bullshit. Now there is also two sides of this where where essentially. They're saying that the people that they interviewed for this were dated. They used to work there. They no longer work there, so it's not necessarily how things work. To me, and we talked about this earlier a little bit, but we didn't really touch on it. That's, these guys created it. They created it. it. And it's like and when, they knew the power of it. When you and how about on, the guy, the guy, one of the guys says, I created it, I know it, and I still, when I come home, I'm on my it. phone in the closet on Instagram. I run into the closet. I get them, instead of watching my kids, I'm I'm on Instagram, and I created it. Yeah, I had, a, I had it's crazy because in some ways I'm on I'm on both sides of this because what we're trying to do is create something in the social media world and a platform for people to put out content. Now, it's interesting to me because as you're being on both sides of it. I am almost looking at like the tips that Google is doing and Facebook is doing and I'm trying to like apply it to my own website. So I'm looking at it like, okay, these guys that are the higher ups at these companies, like what are they doing to trick the subconscious of the public right. into staying on their shit? And now it's funny because our website, it's black in the background, right? I've been saying to Dave recently over the past couple of weeks, like if you look at Google, you look at Facebook, look at any store, it's the, the background is white and ours is black and ours is black. And I looked it up and it's like, it is exactly what I said. It's a subconscious thing. Like it's easier on the eyes. You're more likely to stay on the, on that page. And they, what they do is they, they literally pull it's, a million people and they'd be like, what did you like looking at better? Right. right. And then 
They just or go they, with the or they can even go. There's probably algorithms of how long everybody stays on what. The, the the movie is so scary. It does make you feel. It doesn't make you feel like shit in a, in a, in a. It makes you just go like you literally. I I haven't looked at my phone. I watched it. Was it Friday night? I haven't looked at my phone. You feel help. Since. You feel helpless. Yeah, it's like I and I need. I use and this dirty phone. Is a good way That's to it. put it. And all I want to do is read about how shitty Rutgers' offense is and whether or not they're going to beat Illinois. And meanwhile, I'm in some algorithm of of. And Apple and Google and Microsoft and uh, Twitter and Instagram and and Facebook are these companies that they're it, it's like it's like ultimate Nielsen ratings, but it's it's factual when you click. There is no gray area. Uh, you know, it's like Chris Gucci is on Packer websites all day. And what you know do what's crazy and they too? know? You it know what's won't funny? Take long. Either. They even know you're a Packer fan, you're, and I'm a Rutgers fan. Let's say so. We spend time on this Packer Rutgers stuff, right? They have algorithms to know what kind of stuff Packer fans buy. Now, I'm not talking about jerseys either. They, I don't, it could be beer. It could, could be, be beer. It could be they, 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 whatever. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's so scary. It's so, you just, you just feel like throwing your phone out using your old house line phone that cable has. But that's on the Wi-Fi too. They know you're using your regular phone. They know what, it, the whole thing is, everything is on Wi-Fi, so it's all, they know what shows I want. Netflix knows exactly. So Wi-Fi is the actual fifth element. Right, it really is. And listen, we went on long, I know there's a serious topic, but I happened to stumble on this movie, and actually me and, jokingly, um, I know I talk a lot about, you know, Rutgers and Giants and everybody stinks, but um, uh, me and Chris made a little bit of a decision to maybe... Every week, not go on a serious topic, but like bring up a topic, a movie, a TV show, maybe, um, and and talk about it and have a few laughs about it. But this one just happened to be one that it's. I recommend go watch this movie, um, and uh, you know, it's it, it's a it's a movie everyone should see. Also, where be wary of entering the algorithm because now Jimmy is done for. That's he is it. completely done for. I'll probably it. post something in about 20 minutes when I get in my car. Cause I'm, you, know what, you know what's great? I'm going to my mother's house and she doesn't really go on the... She uses the phone a little bit, but now I'm going to be like in a in an algorithm-free zone. She'll probably make me a nice sandwich. I'll have something to eat. I'm going to do my laundry. But still, I still feel that Facebook knows I'm going to my mother's house and they know I'm doing laundry there. And that's what's just so wrong about life. Alright, we'll see you. Um, that's it. That's my show. I know we went on a little long, but we had to. And, um, oh, one last thing. How can I forget this? I went to my first rehearsal yesterday of the Nutcracker at the King Center. I am, my daughter is doing, uh, a bunch of dances in the Nutcracker this year. The Bro, show I, is I November. Swear, I, <laughs> I will you be You said rehearsal to the on, Nutcracker. I thought you actually were talking about a gig and I'm like, wait, Jimmy's a got gig. a holiday I, gig. I, it's a, it's a, it's a non-paying gig. I will be dancing with my daughter on stage in Nutcracker. On November twentieth and the twenty first, grueling rehearsal. After the like moves and stuff, like not dance moves, but you have to know what you're doing on stage. It's like your season of Curb, exactly. With Larry, right. Larry having to go on Broadway. It's exactly what it's like, and uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, unfortunately, I can't go with my family to the Penn State Rutgers game, but uh, doing this play with my daughter, she was all excited, and I was excited, and uh, it was a piece of work. And I really see how hard these kids work, and it's a great show. So as we get closer, I will be barking about. The Nutcracker, which is going to be in Hackensack, New Jersey, and you're going to start to get advertisements. It's on a Sunday after. You're going to start to get advertisements for some tap shoes soon. You're going to start watch, watch. I'm going to get you. You don't watch college football. You're coming to the Saturday show. Chop Sports is going to be involved with the Nutcracker. 
All right, that's my show. Thanks, Chris. And uh, we'll see you next week. I'm